On today's show, let's take a vibe check. Where are we with the Dallas Mavericks? We'll go player by player and talk about if their vibes are bad, they're good, immaculate, or mixed. We've got all that and more on today's Locked on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked on Mavericks. Welcome to the Mavericks. don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show. Make it Locked On Mavs your first listen today. With the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five-star review, like the video, and comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section where are the vibes at for you with the Mavs. Your relationship as you're listening to this with the Mavs. Good, bad, mixed, immaculate. Those are the four words that we're kind of going to use today. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Joining me, friend of the show from Real Talk Sports, what you got for me, Valencia King? Hey, hey. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be back. Thank you for having me, Nick. Oh my gosh, how are you doing? (laughs) Man, the season's going good, right? Like, I, I'm loving the in-season tournament games. They've been so fun. I'm glad that the players are actually taking them seriously. And, like, Tyrese Halliburton, he could have been a Maverick Valencia. Do you, do you remember? Listen, oh listen. Gosh. Oh, you're going to you're gonna start with the early pain. Okay, oh. okay. I see. I see. I see what the vibes are, Nick. I see what the vibes are. <laughs> the vibes are, are like, dreaming. That was my vibe last night, watching <laughs> watching uh, Tyrese Halliburton just thinking, like, man. They tried to because they they did. We did that. We did a what if on this a year ago or yeah. so. They the yeah. Mavs did try to trade Brunson for him in that draft. And you can mm-hmm. like, can you imagine how like him and Luca so, would combine for like twenty five assists a game? I I feel like easily, easily. You're not you're not wrong at all. And it, it, it's definitely a. I think it's a little bit of a softer pain because yeah. we know what we got with Jalen. Jalen did not disappoint. Jalen definitely held the Mavs down through and through. So it's not a complete what if where it's just like, oh my gosh, if only we knew. <laughs> like, no, we, we still ended up okay. We still ended up quite all right. But but you're right. The what if does still stand because- And he would have been under contract and he wouldn't have left and gone to the Knicks. And ugh. But then Kyrie wouldn't <laughs> be here. So it depends on how you feel about it. So Right. And and I, I do like how it turned out. I do. It's, it's definitely, like I said, a, a softer pain of the what if. It's not the- the most extreme scenario, but, right. but he's he's killing. He's doing really well. Uh, today, we're going to do a vibe check. We'll go player by player across the whole Dallas Mavericks, and we'll try to talk about where we think the vibes are. Are they good? Are they bad? Are they mixed? And we're looking at from fans, from teammates, from media. You can take this in any direction you want. So let's start with let's start with the big dog. Let's start with Luka Doncic. <laughs> where are the vibes with, with Luka Doncic right now? I'll, I'll let you go first. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think Luca for, for the vibes on Luca, you have to go top of the top, whether you're talking media, fans, or how he's playing. Luca is going to Luca. You take the good with the bad. <laughs> I think now Mavs fans have definitely settled into everything that is, you know, Luca. When he first got here, everyone was screaming, hallelujah. So That's I think right. we know we know what to expect. And I think there was even a difference in how he approached the offseason this year, because I feel like he came out the gate a lot stronger than he's done in previous seasons. So I think that obviously is going to happen when you get more tenured in your NBA career regardless, but it's definitely noticeable. So I think the vibes are, they're good and they're they're good slash immaculate. The immaculate mm. will come when we get closer to postseason. The vibes have been immaculate at times, I think, with Luca. <laughs> And so I think they, I think they have to be immaculate if you're going to look at him objectively because Luca gets graded on such a hard curve, right? Because there's so right. many things, there's so many things even that that I have, you know, 
berated him about. Stop complaining to the ref so much. Get back on defense. Stop being so heliocentric with the ball. I think he's I think he's gone further center on all those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. I think the complaining with the refs has been limited. I think his effort on defense has been like maximum, like better, like from negative to like back to the middle. Now I feel like just all across the, his, his usage percentages down this year. I think everything that we wanted him to do his, his conditioning and his effort, everything we wanted right. him to do. I think he's just like done that a little bit more. And I, I think that he's, I mean, he's playing incredibly well. He's shooting the three ball really well, still almost 40% from three on 10 attempts a game, which is insane and wild. Uh, mm-hmm. and so, like, I, I don't know what else you could ask him to do. Cause one of the part of part of this that we want to do is all right. If the vibes are bad with a player or if they're mixed with the player, how do they get them to the next level? I don't know how right. else you get Luca. Like if you think Luca's at good vibes, how do you get him to immaculate? Like, how does that? Right. Right. I think that, like I said, it comes more once, once we get closer to the postseason and yeah. seeing how he shows up then. And That's of course right. we've seen him show up in the postseason before. So not saying he hasn't or he can't, but this unit looks different. This unit, the vibes feel different and I think as fans and even on the media side personally it just feels like a different sense of energy and of course um, a lot of the fans might have given Kyrie and Luke a little bit of flag last season but this is their first full season together and you mentioned Luca even helping out on defense it's noticeable yeah, it, is. <laughs> it is completely noticeable and I think that is definitely you know props up to to Jay Kidd and everything that he and his coaching staff are putting together because they're the emphasis is showing it's, it's, it's not, we're not taking any, you know, lackluster effort. We're not taking any, oh, I forgot about defense. Mm. We're, we're all in. We are literally locked in on the Mavs on defense right now. And I, I think that's going to be um, one of the foundational keys for them heading into the postseason because that's, we've, we've seen how it goes. Playoffs is a beast like none other. There's not a lot of room for error. So with the Mavs building these stepping stones early in the season, I feel like it can only go from good to immaculate. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, it's like and the like it, to take Luca from from good to immaculate. He would have to put in the hundred percent effort on defense all the time, and I just don't think that's like like that's just not possible all the time. Like with the, with the load that he's taking. Let's talk about well, let's talk about Kyrie though. Mm-hmm. Where are the vibes on Kyrie? Because I feel like we started out of the gate mixed, and now I feel like we're we're trending more towards good with with Kyrie how, and how he's been. Because I feel like his he started out the gate kind of slow offensively. And now, well, and then there's now there's been a couple of injuries here and there. He did practice on Monday. And so he's questionable, at least right now, as we're recording this in the middle of the day on Tuesday, he, he's questionable for the jazz game, but I, I expect mm-hmm. him to play if he practiced. So, right. I feel right. like the vibes are good with him. I feel like so I'm, I might be a little bit biased towards Kyrie. I'm going to give him an immaculate. Okay. He, he's, he's made it to the top of the mountain. He he's been a championship. He, he he's, he's, led a team he's done all the things so he doesn't really have anything to prove necessarily in my opinion because he's been there he's done it um so i think right now you know i know when we got Kyrie on the mavs everyone was still kind of like it's still lucas team it's still lucas team and that can be true but we're not going to negate everything that Kyrie comes with both on and off the court as far as his leadership skills so for me i'm going to give Kyrie immaculate because he's done it he's made it to the top of the mountain there's nothing left to prove as long as everybody else is doing their role and doing their part and he continues to do his, it's, it's immaculate vibes for Kyrie for me. <laughs> the vibes are immaculate with Kyrie and Dallas, like the Mavericks. Like remember the beginning yeah. of the season, preseason, when he said, I wish I would have been drafted here. That's the yeah. vibes were the highest. I think they've been with Mavs fans. That, oh, yeah. You don't think he has anything to prove to Mavs fans? I don't, I really don't. And because, because when he came through, obviously with the, the, the uh, trade scenario, I feel like both he and Luca made the best of it. 
you know, working throughout the kinks, but now that they have a full season together, even in the off season, I feel like because we started out the gate so strong, we were talking before we started recording yeah. those first few games when the Mavs were winning down the stretch a few seasons ago, the Mavs would not have won those games right. early on down the stretch, but they're gelling, they're meshing and they're putting in the work and it's showing up on the court. So I don't think he has anything. If he doesn't win another ring, it's not going to be a flop era in the Mavericks, you know, in his Mavericks tenure. I don't think that would, you know, harshen his, his career at any means. Mm. Yeah, it, it's, it's, not, it's the same with Luca. When you said his vibes will be determined by the postseason, basically, like that's how we 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 grade these guys in a way because they're giving you so much in the regular season, and mm-hmm. they you know, are going to give you what they're going to give you because they're stars. They're they're what we call like hundred percent players. They bring it hundred percent of the time. Like hundred percent of the time, they're going to at least give you the stuff that they don't just show up fifty percent of the time like some role players do. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, yeah. It, I think it is going to be with, depending on the postseason with Kyrie. The, the vibes were really good, but last at the end of last season when they didn't make the playoffs, I was that was a mess. And so now we'll now we'll see with Kyrie. The, the defense has been like that. That side of the ball has really impressed me with him. He he tries. He puts forth effort. I think he does a good job. Some there's times in the OKC game he was or not in the OKC. There's times in a uh, the Memphis game where he was guarding Desmond Bain a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you do? Like what are you doing? Don't do that. Like. <laughs> You want the defense, but you don't want the defense. But (laughs) but I say that because he's stepping up in those areas that the Mavericks need, and I think that that's that that helps the vibe for sure. Because you know they're the James Harden's, the Westbrooks of the world, where you look at them. What are they doing off the ball? What are they doing on defense? And if it's nothing, then that can really hurt the vibe. So we're feeling good about the vibes about both Luca and Kyrie. How about Derek Lively? How about Jason Kidd? (laughs) Three or curveball, and we'll go with a coach. We'll talk about that and more coming up. Yeah. Today's episode brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has all kinds of parts for your car. They need to be the right fit. They have to be exactly the right fit. And our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire for your team, you need somebody that's going to be a guaranteed fit, just like eBay's guaranteed fit players of the week. Players of the week. This is a weird week. If you've listened on the podcast, you've probably heard the promo with Josh Lloyd talk about there's not a ton of games this week. So your best pick, like your best pick is going to be any players that are going to be in these play-in game, these in-season tournament games. So watch them closely, see who's going to be there. Maybe go for daily fantasy this week instead of they instead of a uh like a uh, you know a week long or something like that, because there's it's just going to be an uneven amount of games just with the uh with the in-season tournament. So make sure you check out those in-season tournament players and check those. And that's what Josh is. Uh, advice has been to me. Josh from Lockdown Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride runs smoothly. You can get things like brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. (laughs) eBay Motors has it. Whatever your baby needs. I don't know why that line totally threw me off. Uh, I guess see people still call their cars their babies. I don't know. Keep your ride or die live at ebaymotors.com. Guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions with eBay Motors apply. Hot man, the hot player. Hot player. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. We appreciate each and every one of you. Go check out the Lockdown Sports Today live stream. 24-7 Lockdown Sports shows 
This is what we spend all the time working on. We have a show that covers your team every day. This is the Dallas Mavericks show. There's a Locked On Lakers. There's a Locked On Jazz, which is my boss's show, David Locke. You can go listen to that one before the Mavs play the Jazz. Locked On all the in-season tournament games, and you can check all those out on the 24-7 live stream on YouTube on the Locked On Sports Today channel. All right, Valencia. We're checking the vibes of all the Mavs players. Luca, Kyrie, we're feeling good about them. Feeling good. Good to immaculate vibes on, on both of those guys. Derek Lively. It's it's hard to say anything other than immaculate with this guy, especially after that Thunder game, because he's just been so much better than I think any of us could have expected. I saw I saw a tweet from uh, a guy that was on our our draft show uh, that said that said uh, it was like in October, and he said that Derek Lively will not have the same season as Walker Kessler, and I'm like, you know what? I think I would have agreed with him back in October, and now like. I think he might be better than Walker Kessler was last year. Like he's just been so good. The vibes have to be immaculate, right? Like there's, I don't know if there's an angle where it's not. Oh yeah. And so uh, one thing I love about rookies coming in is their excitement. They are, they're so happy to be here. You know, it's a lifelong Mm -hmm. dream. And so I can appreciate that, you know, novice energy from a rook, especially D live. I mean, even on media day, he was talking to anybody and everybody and just happy to be here. And it's, it's an accomplishment. So it's definitely notable. And I can think back to our opener against the Spurs when the, the eyes and the attention were on someone else. And then it became the D live <laughs> show. And, you know, as, as a math fan, I was not mad. At, I was not mad about it at all. So the vibes are definitely immaculate for D live. And I think with, um, you mentioned Jake Kidd earlier before the curveball. I think Jake Kidd is giving him the, the grace to learn and to grow yeah. and the guidance, which is what coach, that's what they're supposed to do, of course. But you can kind of tell, you know, D-Live doesn't have any shyness when he's on the court. He's going for it. You know, his team and his coaches are supporting him. And I think that's what we want to see. Yeah, he's stepped into every role that they've wanted him to. He's learned each game. Like, it's just been a, a pleasure to watch, really. It's like, it's like if I'm, if we're doing like grades, I'd write down in, in his book, like, pleasure to have in class. Just like, just like, <laughs> just like great overall. Just you love just unlocked the core memory. That is so funny. <laughs> Uh, I got, I got talks too much or doesn't pay, doesn't pay attention is, is I got those too, but there was always that it's such a joy in the classroom. <laughs> uh, Mav centers with, uh, 15 points, 10 rebounds and one block in a game since 2011. Porzingis. I don't know if we count him as a center. Really? He had 38. Good for him. Tyson Chandler had seven. Deandre Jordan had six. Dwight Powell has had five. Zaza Pachulia had three, and Derek Lively's had three so far in 17 games. We're seeing production at center this early in the season that we have not seen, like, since, like, if you count Porzingis as a center, like, we have not seen that in a long time. Like, the the vibes for the center position for the Mavericks and for Derek Lively, the draft pick, Nico Harrison making the move, all that are way up. Oh, no, they they absolutely are. That's why this, this... And we, I think I said this a little bit earlier, maybe it was before we started recording, but I'm monitoring my levels of excitement yeah. because I can't lie. It's exciting. The Mavs are exciting to watch right now. And, and, you know, I say this as, as a respectable media person, it hasn't been that way in a while. No. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's very, it's very, as a, as a fan, from a fan perspective, it's exciting to be here and watching them and just kind of being in the moment, trying personally, try not to get ahead of myself. But yeah, it's, can I whisper it? It's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you have to whisper that. I think just just going back and watching that 30-0 run again, I was like, man, this is, 
like slightly said on our post game, our post game show, like that may be the most excited I've been about a loss in a, in a long time because Seriously. it's trending up and like, you have to take these rookies and okay, we're, it's building. We're all building on it. Yes. This is still early in the season. That was within the first, you know, six weeks of his NBA career. So we're, we're mm-hmm. building on all this. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. The curveball. I said, we're going to do players. Let's do Jason kid. Where are the vibes at for Jason kid from fans, from his players, from media, not from Tim McMahon's perspective, maybe, but others. Where, where, where I, will, I will leave that one right there. <laughs> That's one of those, if you know, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think with J-Kid, it would be mixed slash good. And I say mixed because J-Kid is so even killed, which is not a bad thing. It's, it's not a bad thing at all. But you can't always get a read on on him, which again, that's just his personality what it, or what he presents to us from the media perspective. Of course, when he's in the game um, coaching, you'll see him have the emotions high low and all everything else that comes with that. But when he's talking to the media, he just kind of says it as it is. And you can't be mad at it because he's gonna give a straight answer. <laughs> is, he, okay, wait, is he gonna give you a straight answer? Cause I, I don't know that he does say it as it is. At least from my perspective, I, I feel like he likes to present it like it. This is this is how it is, and I'm like, is that how it is? Because like his rant the other day, say, okay. Oh, hold on, I gotta get the his rant the other day. Say some positive, <laughs> like re- really like over and over again. Yeah, they had just lost three of four games after that stretch, and so it's like, what are you what are you asking for? And I don't know. I I don't feel like he answers questions straight either, and so I think he's just trying to give us just. Just like give us whatever and, and move on. So the, the vibes for me on Jason Kidd are very mixed. I don't know if you, I don't know if you yeah. can tell on that. So, They're not bad yet because I think he's done some good things this season. I think he's playing the right players in, in the, uh, you know, in, in in clutch time. I think the move with Derek Lively has obviously been been correct. Like that's been the the right move, and he made that very quickly. Like he didn't start him in game one, and then he started him ever since because that, I think that right. was the right move. Right, right. And so, and, and let, let, maybe I should elaborate a little bit further. When I say he gives a straight answer, it may not be the most transparent mm, answer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like yeah, he's yeah. ducking and dodging. That's what I should say. I don't think he's ducking and dodging. He's not running from any smoke. He's going to talk to you, answer your question. And again, what, but especially from the media standpoint, we're not in the locker room. We're not supposed to be in the huddle. You know, we're going to ask our questions and see what we can get and, you know, see what information we can for our, our roles and our jobs and everything. But at the end of the day, that's his job is for the team. So that's where his primary focus is going to be. He's not going to tell us every single thing because it's not what he's supposed to do. So it may not be the most transparent but I don't see J Kid really running from the smoke at all. Yeah, that's right. I don't always tell you guys the truth. <laughs> it's one of my favorite drops of all time. Literally. <laughs> I'll continue to use it forever. Yeah, the vibes are mixed on Jason Kidd. There's a lot of fans that are ready to be done with him, but I think those fans were ready to be done with him by by this like, the time he got hired. And so I think oh, yeah. you know, yeah, right. So uh, it's still too early to be to be done with him in this era. I'm gonna give him some more some more skin in the game. Yeah, we'll see. Grant Williams. I think the vibes coming into the season were, were immaculate. It felt really good about Grant Williams. He's he's really good interview at media day. You know, we both talked to him. It's, mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm all in for this guy. I think he's great. He comes in. He was prepared. Like, he knew who I was. And I was like, okay, you did some research. Like, you you really care about this. And so right. uh, he came in talking like he was a vet, saying he wanted to be the leader. And now I think we're into the season. After he cooled off from three, which he has a lot recently, the vibes to me are mixed with him. Where are you with him? Yeah, I would agree and say they're mixed, but not necessarily just from 
where he started. I think he's still all in on the Mavs. Sure, um, yeah. I think this was always this was always going to be a transition for him. You know, he came mm-hmm. here to have a different role to bring that leadership and have, you know, that voice. And so as far as when I'm watching the games, I still see him like presenting that leadership role. We see him uh, talking in the huddles, hyping up the guys. And even in practice, um, I've seen him, I've seen him a couple of times, you know, in the huddle for practicing, you know, whenever they do their whatever, whatever on three, that's his voice. That's, you know, leading the voices on the team at the end of practices. Um, so, yeah, I think on the court, it was always going to be a transition and an adjustment. But as far as everything else, what I think he's still putting in all of the work. And so eventually it'll it'll be back on the swing and upside in, in a little bit. That's what I'm feeling. So I'm going to say mix on its way back to good. Yeah, I think his his vibes will trend as his three-point shot trends for sure. Because that's, that's the biggest thing he's bringing on offense. And you hope that he would come in and not be a Reggie Bullock and be able to hit threes in, in the, the month of October and November. Um, and <laughs> he did in October. But then once November came around, it, it, he's really struggled to hit the three. Uh, he's even said his defense hasn't been to the level that he expects. And like, you're right. He, it's going to be a uh, an adjustment for him because he's going from the seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th guy with the Celtics some nights to right. the third, fourth guy for the Mavericks. Yeah. And that, that's a big yeah. adjustment. And so I think we're, we're seeing some of those growing pains right now, uh, especially for that type of player, for that like body type of player. I get texts all right. the time on our subtext from, from listeners that go, I just don't get it with Grant Williams. Like he just, don't, <laughs> he just doesn't look like a basketball player. I'm like, you don't have to get it sometimes. And you're like, yeah, Luca doesn't yeah. necessarily look like a basketball player sometimes either. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we'll get there with Grant Williams. I'm I'm definitely willing to give him more time and, and patience to get to um to get to immaculate vibes. Cause I think we will mm-hmm. get there with him. He's just got to grow into this role a little more. I think you're completely right on that. Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm 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 looking forward to seeing it uh, go back on the upswing because like I said, or like you said, when he came here, he was all in, did his research, knew who people were. And I think it's just going to, it's going to take an adjustment, but we're still, can I, can, are we allowed to say we're still early in the season or are we, I think it's, it's a, da- it's it's a daily podcast. We've got to give up. We've got to give opinions yeah. at a certain point. Yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's, still, it's still, it's a smidgen still on the early very side. Early. It's still, still very early. <laughs> uh, as we learned from last year, things can go bad or like very quickly or the year before that things can go good very quickly. Right. Yes. We've seen both. So it is still very yeah. early in the season. The season could completely change. <laughs> By the turn of the calendar year, for sure. All right, coming up, let's talk. Let's go rapid fire through some of these. Derek Jones Jr., Jaden Hardy, Josh Green, Omax. Where are we at with some of these guys? We'll talk about that and more coming up. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is a ticketing app, and I hope that you saw Brad Townsend's story about the uh, Mavs Jazz game on Wednesday because they, they are trying to sell tickets to this game. They are having a hard time because this is a game that wasn't on the schedule. And so... We're now, you know, it's today if you're listening to this on Wednesday or tomorrow if you're listening to this on Tuesday. Right now on game time, there's tickets for $10, $11, $12, $13. These are all different seats all over the place. You can get lower bowl for like 60 bucks right now. Uh, you can get like feet on the hardwood for like $500. I mean, we're, we're talking, that sounds like a lot for, for a ticket, but to actually be there right on the court, it's a pretty awesome experience. So go check out game time, see what kind of events there. Check out that Mavs game that's coming up on Wednesday because they're trying to get these tickets and game time will have them. They'll have them even an hour after the game starts. So if you are like, ah, maybe I don't want to go then an hour after the game starts, you're like, Hey, let me check the second half of this game. Boom. Check out game time and see what they have for you. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, download the game time app, create an account, use the code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. I need a recovery beer. 
Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of this show. All right, Valencia. We're going through our vibe check. We're going through player by player. Where, where are we feeling? Where are fans feeling? How are teammates feeling? All that about these players. We've gone through most of the, the starting lineup. Now, let's hit Derek Jones Jr. I think the vibes are immaculate with him because he has played so well. Yes, I am such a Derek Jones Jr. fan, immaculate vibes all the way around. And it's been kind of exciting to see the Mavs fans get familiar with him who weren't mm. before because it's not like he came in here without a name. He had a name. He had a role. He had a name and all of that. So I'm, I'm really excited about him. And I think the Mavs fans are, are excited to get to know him because um, he does bring the hypes. I mean, he's got the hops. He's got the dunks. He's got he's got everything. <laughs> He blew that dunk the other day on the, in the uh, what was it the Memphis game or the Thunder game? One of those two, and I was like, I was baffled. <laughs> I think he was baffled too when he went down the other end of the floor because uh, you just expect them all to go down. Right, right. No, I'm still on the he, dunk against Houston at the end of the game, and Houston just didn't feel like getting back on defense. And he said, "Oh, um, y'all don't want to play defense? Cool, I got it. <laughs> dunk." dunk. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just come from. Relative obscurity, like you said, he did have a name before, but the name was more attached to, hey, remember that guy that was almost traded with Kelly Olynyk to the Mavericks before, right? And now he's he actually on the team, and he was so excited to get here. And he was oh, yeah. excited to be a Maverick. You could see why. He's shooting 41% from three. Like, that is not something, and he's shooting them really confidently. And that's not something oh, yeah. I thought we would see from a Derek Jones Jr. player, right? Because yeah. his three-point shot had been a struggle in his career up until this point. Sincerely, I think I'm pretty sure you had asked him about the three against Houston when they just left him wide open to shoot. And the, to me, that is the most exciting three to make. Mm. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're, the whole team's just doubting me. The whole team is just, That's right. oh, I'm, not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not starting. Cool. Here's a three in your face. So I'm, I'm excited. Like you said, that that 41% is not um, expected out the gate. It's not what is the norm. But he's shooting it with a lot of confidence and credit to his teammates for trusting him. He's not playing as much as I thought that he would. He's playing about 23 minutes a game. It doesn't seem like as, as high for like a starter as I had expected him at this point in the season. Like, you know, when you think something and you look, go look up stats, and you're like, that just doesn't really match what I'm right. Right. But, but then again, he's under the helm of J kid. J kid is, is it's nothing to, to kind of switch things up. <laughs> he, he is experimenting, which I'll give him credit for. That's, that's what the beginning of the season is for, for sure. But for him to take four threes a game in 23 minutes when he would take like one or two a game in 30 minutes in, in past seasons, like that's a big, that's a big difference. Oh yeah, absolutely. And credit to him for putting in the work during the off season, because yeah. that just doesn't happen overnight. You have to believe in yourself to even want to make that change, to be able to knock down those threes and expand your game like that. So credit to, to Derek Jones Jr., man. We're, I'm a fan. Where are the vibes <laughs> with Jaden Hardy right now? Okay, see, I might be biased. Here is my bias showing up again because Jay Hardy, I'm 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 rooting. I'm rooting for Jay Hardy. Hardy party all the way. I have, have you heard our Hardy Party song that a listener sent me? Oh my gosh, let me hear it again. Hardy, let's go party. That's good. <laughs> It's the laugh part that always it's gets me. laugh. I'm not mad at that. They should play that for the arena. <laughs> yeah, we should I'm send like, it. Ooh, like a call to a listener made that. So, I mean, they can have it if they want. It's not copyrighted, so they can, but. yeah, yeah. But we I'm, haven't gotten I'm, to play that song enough this this year, though, because we play it after when he has really good games, and we haven't seen one of those yet. And I, and I think that's a part of the still being fresh in the league. 
you know, you have a, a coach that not only knows the game as a coach, but obviously as a player, as a phenomenal player as well. And so when they believe your time is going to be there, your time will be there. And so I think that's one of the things with this new unit. There's been a lot of adjustments. We haven't gotten to Josh Green yet, but that's yeah. another player that's definitely had to take some minute adjustments this season. But I'm I'm all in on on on, on the Hardy Party. I'm rooting for him. He's such a he's such a he's a, another one. When I said like with D Lively, when the rookies come in and they're excited to be here, that's Jaden Hardy. Still. He is putting, still, he's putting in the work. He is excited to be here. I don't think, not that we like need to see him not happy by any means, but he's never, he doesn't ever appear to not want to be where he's at, mm. you know? So of course people have lives and everything of that nature. But as far as what I've seen from the media standpoint, I'm rooting for Hardy. Rooting for him for sure. I just, I, he hasn't taken that next step this year that I had hoped. I hoped he, he would step into that third ball handler role. I hope that he would be, but he has Tim Hardaway in front of him. He has Seth Curry at times in front of him. That Obviously, Luka and Kyrie taking up a ton of minutes in front of him. And so it's it's been difficult to see him get some time. So this is another one of those. We got to remember, it's only his second year in the league. Even though he was right. in the G League, you know, his, his first year out of high school. Then he was in the G League at the beginning of his rookie year. Then he was on the Mavericks and played really well at the end of you know that season. Uh, the Mavericks did not play very well during that. So <laughs> now we're pulling him back a little bit. So I don't know. I, I think the vibes are, st- are still good with him. But it... We'll see. They're, they're not immaculate. Let's, uh, I guess we'll just we'll leave it. Yeah, I don't think they've had the opportunity to be immaculate. That's a good point. But, That's a good point. But I think if he's given that opportunity, he will shine. Okay, Josh Green. You mentioned him earlier. Yeah. yeah. I think the vibes are bad it's with him. It's, oh, yeah, I was going to say mixed. <laughs> well, where are they good? Um... I don't, I'm not sure. So I think you got to go, you got to go bad of it. The vibes are good with his agent for getting the deal. I think. I think that's what yeah. Oh, what, oh my gosh. That's a whole other, that can be a whole other topic, a whole other yeah. podcast. These agents, very immaculate, <laughs> <laughs> but with Josh Green and it's, you know, it's kind of a, I'll use the word bummer for lack of better word right now, but you know, we saw the strides that he made last season, another player that you can clearly tell was dedicated during the off season, putting in the work and staying, you know, kind of even killed with how the season goes. You know, there's obviously ups and downs when you're playing, when you're not playing, but he was always ready whenever his name was called. So again, with this new unit, there are, there are a few names that are in front of him. And so we're not seeing him as much. And I'm hoping, you know, from the media standpoint that, you know, it's not, you know, affecting what he is able to bring to the the team when his name is called. But yeah, I don't think, I think I'm going to say mixed. I won't say bad because maybe I'm just still a little biased. Maybe I don't want to, maybe I don't, maybe I just don't want to say bias, Nick. You got me. You got me. I don't want to say that. But, but yeah, I, I think, I think Josh Green, I don't know how long, um, I don't know how long that, that this, the mixed vibes will last because I'm curious to see when he will get more playing time because I think he's definitely deserving of it, but well, we got a, got a the, squad. the playing time has been up and down, right? He's closed some games. He's playing more time than Derek Jones Jr. is. That's that's what's kind of surprised me. He's playing 25 minutes a game. Derek Jones Jr. is at 23. 23, right. Um, he's playing as much as Derek Lively is, which is kind of like weird because he just doesn't impact the game as much as what Derek Lively has uh, for that spot. He's in his fourth yeah. year. He's 23. So still, still young early in his career, but not to the point where I'm like, all right, at least he does look like an NBA player, right? Like start, let's start yeah. there. He looks like an NBA player. But oh, we yeah. hope that he would take the leap to, all right, he's a very good role player, like a good role player on the Mavericks. Yeah. I don't know that he's become good role player this season yet, like I had expected him to. And so you take that. And 
when you ask Jason Kidd about roles for the team, a lot of times people think that that's just minutes. Who's who's starting? Who plays more? Who does this? With when Jason Kidd sometimes answers questions about roles, he talks about what players are are doing on the court. I think Josh Green has the most nebulous role on the Mavericks, where like. It, he could do a lot of things because he can do a lot of things. Cause I don't think he knows exactly what his role is when he's with Kyrie. What's his role? What's he supposed to do right. when he's playing with right. Luca and Kyrie? What's his role? What's he supposed to do? Is he supposed to mm-hmm. always attack the basket? Is he supposed to always take spot up threes? Is it just, and so he's, he can do a bunch of different things. I think it does take these players that can do a bunch of different things. Some time to figure out that you no know, decision-making when to do yeah. certain things and all that. And so I think the vibes are not good with him right now because I don't think he's taken that leap forward. But I don't think he's like a detrimental player to the Mavericks right now either. So no. I don't think I, I'm not saying bad vibes in that sense either. It's just the expectations yeah. based on where he is. Yeah. And I think you bring up a good point, being able to do so many things. So not having an exact role. So maybe that's the next phase or transition, figuring out what your exact role might be yeah. when Kyrie's on the floor, when Luke is on the floor. And so getting a little bit past, you know, a lot of players, of course, they'll always say, you know, whatever the team needs me to do, I'm going to do it. Okay, well, let's push past that a little bit and define that just a little bit more concise. <laughs> so maybe that's the next transition or the next phase where, where Josh Green can go. And of course, these conversations, Mass fans, don't, hey, hey, don't shoot the messenger. These conversations could easily be going on behind the scenes in the locker room. Yeah. This is, you know, this is the conversation at hand. So I think maybe that'll be the next pivotal move so he can figure out exactly what that might look like for him to be a role player that's a little bit more defined. Yeah, he doesn't have that like one elite skill. as, And so it makes it a little bit harder for you to figure out, okay, what is he supposed to do on the court? How are we supposed to use him? And the Mavs are, I, I think they're still trying to figure that out. And obviously he is too. You can listen to uh, Valencia. You can check out Valencia King at I am Valencia King on Twitter and Instagram. Where else are you? Yeah, at I am Valencia King across all social media sites. Follow along for Real Talk Sports. And if you need any public relations, whether that's sports and entertainment, hit me up for that as well because I am your girl. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, guys. We'll be back tomorrow with a show about the uh, after the Jazz game. Me and Slightly will have you covered on that. And then uh, we'll be back, I think, with Dana on Thursday night as well. So check that out. And then all the weekend games, too. We're here five days a week. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.